Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Okay, as is our tradition... Following State of Origin matches, we like to get out a preview pretty quickly because by the time that we actually get around to our next episode of the show, it's kind of like, well, it sort of comes out exactly a week later, so it's you know a bit too late to talk about it all then. So uh, we, we didn't this year. We're not striking as quickly as usual. I mean, there've been times when we've done it straight after the game, and you know there's been drunkenness involved and shit like that. <laughs> but uh, but Glenn is joining me on the line on the phone, and uh, how do you feel? Oh. I wouldn't say I was devastated. I was probably a little bit disappointed that Queensland probably didn't play their best footy, but um, can't really argue that they were outplayed, out-enthused, uh, out-punched. <laughs> <laughs> Out-fought, yeah, yeah. yeah agreed. <laughs> uh, you know, the old, the old Western suburb adage that, you know, we lost the game but we won the fight doesn't even apply. So, um, yeah. look, New South Wales too good, mate. Too good. Um, I think in, in those sort of games, you to give yourself a chance at winning, you know, you, you, you've got 17 of the best players in the world playing the other 17 best players in the world, um, then you'd, you'd probably like to think that to have a chance of winning, you, you've got to be, you, your team has to have at least two players in, in the top five players on the field on that particular night. Um, I, don't think, I don't think Queensland had any. I, I think, you know, of the... Of the five best players on the field, they all had blue jerseys on, and, and probably most of the top ten. We started like we, we we spoke about it, obviously, and sort of did a bit of a rundown on it on the last episode of the show before the Origin game. And um, I, of course, I was one hundred percent correct in what I said in that New South Wales would win. Um, you were one hundred percent wrong. But the one thing that we oh, didn't fuck. really touch on, right? Huh? We had to bring that up just like, as brutal yeah. as a black the and white one, as that. The one thing. Oh, okay. No, no. Okay, it's not that black and white because you did, you know, say something about Robbie Farah, you know, playing good football, and he did. But um, the the thing the thing that we didn't touch on, we touched on, you know, New South Wales, um, you know, their lineup and where we thought that they had the edge, and Queensland, you know, obviously have like the individual, you know, they have the Australian team spine and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. The thing we didn't even touch on at all, which to, to me turned was probably the decisive factor in the match, was Queensland started looking their age. In this match. I think it's probably a little bit early to say that. It's only one game. They were, they were a bit flat. and You know, the youngest teams um, can look a bit flat on, on any given day. I think you probably need to make that sort of call over the course of the series. I think after one game, they're can, a bit flat. You can say that. Look, you can say that, you know, they're a bit flat. But I think that the, the it was pretty clear that there was a fitness advantage to New South Wales. There was a speed advantage to New South Wales. And there was just a... What what do you call it? Like a just like a. Well, at the moment, I call a it manu- you a maneuverability. You know, a but... maneuverability. You know, a, a mobility like you know maneuverability. You know that kind of thing advantage as well, and um, 
with this, they, know, they had different the ways in the forwards. I, I think, um, you know, I don't know that Queensland and forwards over the course of their dominance have been known for, for their nimble footwork and, and, you know, explosive mobility that they probably don't have. Um, yeah, but I mean that's not—it's not just—it's just, it's just the, not the matter of them having the mobility, but it's the matter of them being susceptible to the, the, the mobility as well. Because New South Wales just carved them, carved them. I mean, the, you know, Luke Lewis, absolute genius. I thought he deserved to be the man in the match. Who's that? Um, Luke, Luke Lewis. Oh yeah, yeah. I thought he, I thought he deserved to be. He was a bit quiet in the, probably the first twenty minutes after half time, but then he came back again. But his first half, he was monstrous. I saw three and, um, different tweets from different people saying that Greg Bird got man of the match and someone said Luke Lewis got man of the match and someone else said Paul Gillong got man of the match so I'm not fucking man yeah well Luke Lewis got the Channel 9 one so right you know that's about that's, that's the officially well, you know, well deserved yeah one, so. oh yeah absolutely was I thought I thought Jared Hayne was was great one of his best games in origin although you know he's pretty much he's only apart from that end of 2009 most of his good games did do come in origin and nowhere else really um <laughs> Ferguson was Ferguson was okay. I mean, I thought he was pretty good. You could uh, tell that part of times, part of Queensland's game plan was to get under Ferguson's skin and to keep pumping high balls. I, I think they probably overdid it. I think. He, he, I, I think they definitely overdid it. It, remi- it was very reminiscent of fucking Manly versus Canberra the other week, mm. where where Cherry start you know just kept fucking bombing the the outside backs of Canberra, which was a ridiculous strategy because they're all massive and decent under the high ball. And then, you know, it took to win the game, it took Foran to fucking put a sneaky grubber through and actually make the big guys, you know, just try bend over and try and pick something up. Exactly right. And look, I, I think cra- actually cracked him. acquitted himself quite well for his first origin game, made a little error there at the, at the, at the beginning, but um, overall he was um, fairly solid, I thought. Yeah. yeah. Didn't do anything I thought Robbie, Robbie was Robbie was pretty good. Oh, he was Robbie, very solid. Robbie Farrell thought, um, was the warrior we expected him to be, mate. Played the 80 minutes, made 50 tackles, and most of those with a broken face. Never complained once, and just went about his business. Really, dominating. Really, I think you know, game again. maybe, maybe Tamau was a bit, you know, maybe he was a bit shit. But other than that, I can't really fault any of the Blues. Um, of special special credit goes out to um, to Josh Reynolds for his uh, error-free game, which is amazing for an Origin debut. So I mean, you know, tons of credit to him for that. Um, yeah, he really turned out to be to an Origin the... player. He showed all those doubters wrong. To be, to be wrong, he really did. And, uh, you know, oh. absolutely, absolute clean sheet. I mean, you know, Ferguson on his debut. I mean, he dropped the ball. Was it was it his first carry when he had a, yeah. a decent return? Dropped it. Um, you know, but but Reynolds, you know, showed showed no such rust. You know, how would uh, yeah. how would George Sutton be feeling? You know, he, he lost the battle <laughs> yeah, for a man that didn't get one second of game time. I mean, he's got really got to go yeah, home this, and look at himself. It's funny in a in a fast in a, in a fast paced and uh, and an energy sapping kind of game like State of Origin football is, um, it's amazing that they actually took him on 16 versus 17 and still finished over the top of him. Yeah, strange. I, I don't really get it. I didn't, don't really get that strategy. No. You know, if the guy's but, good enough to play in the team, or it could be picked in the team, yeah. he's good enough to get some game time and be part of the game plan. But Yeah, obviously, he was probably part of the game plan if certain you know certain criteria were met, and probably just got to the point where those criteria actually never never ended up happening. So then it was kind of like, well, you know, let's just wait and see. And then it got to a point, obviously, where the game was you know within their keeping, and and uh, and that was that. And um, you know, yeah, I saw some people comparing it to um to when Daly Cherry Evans was um, picked for Australia and didn't get a second game time, but 
you know, you'd have to understand Tim Sheens where he was coming from there. Like that was a massive sympathy pick for uh, Cherry Evans to be picked inside, but you know, Reynolds was supposed to be picked on form. So, um, what are you gonna do? I thought Cherry. I thought I thought he just didn't didn't put Cherry Evans on because he was he was trying uh, wasn't trying to go out there and, and, and embarrass Benji Marshall. <laughs> that's oh. that's what that's what that was the way that's the way I read it. But um, the other thing is, I mean, we, I did say it was sixteen versus seventeen, but I mean, in a way, apart from um, probably thirty five seconds of the game, it was sixteen on sixteen because I'm not sure if he was on the bench or if he was hiding under a blade of grass or you know maybe he was wrapping himself around a post and disguising himself as a fucking a pad, but um. Greg Inglis, where the fuck was he all night? Yeah, it was a little bit strange the way that they uh, they didn't really go out of their way to give him much ball. I have to say, um, and he did come out in the media and say that he, he had a license to roam. Um, he was roaming on a fucking yeah, he he... <laughs> Well, I mean, because you, you know, I, I think back to the game, and you know, Tate seemed to be everywhere, Hodges everywhere. Uh, Boyd, you know, yeah, Boyd. Boyd was fairly, fairly involved, I thought. And so you think both wingers are involved. Where, where's and and you know, and where's the other fucking and fullback? And where's the other? Where's the where's the other guy hide? Where the fuck? I need to. It makes me want to watch the game again just to just to play. You know, where's Wally? And um and actually see what the fuck he was doing. And you know, when Queensland were lining up and trying to attack and stuff like that. Oh, look, he was there. I don't think they, they threw a lot of their um, sweeping movements in his direction. They went to Hodges a lot. Um, and, you know, it took him to wake up very late in the game. That he probably needed some, some good quality early ball and, and put Boyd in for a try. But it was a bit it was a bit late at that stage. They probably had exerted a bit too much energy um, defensively in the second half to, to make too big a charge. But, um, yeah, strange. Strange one. I would okay. have thought that he probably would have been looking to get more involved, especially he was probably um, one of the players that was in some of the best form um, amongst either team. So, uh, of course, yeah. club. So. Do you think it? Do you think that it vindicates it vindicates uh, Laurie Daly and the New South Wales selectors for their um, for their refusal to pick any South players in their side? Do you think that that you know picking <laughs> South players actually backfired for the Maroons? <laughs> And maybe we can all sit back and go, well, you know what, you know, no South Wales is probably the way it should be because, hey, they didn't have any South players and they played terrific. (laughs) And conversely, conversely, New South Wales had the only team that had Manly players in it, you know. I mean, there's all sorts of, there's all sorts of things you can, you know, infer from that. There's a lot of things you could infer from that. I I don't know that any of any any anyone, anyone who knows anything about footy. Anyone, anyone who knows anything about footy, I mean, you know, just you know, anyone really, except for you, maybe. Mate, um, the one, now, the one the player with all the, you know, the, and rightfully so, the one player that come out of it looked like an absolute warrior was the uh, was the only West Tigers Fifi. player. Um, Fifi, is that what you're talking about? Oh, Fifi, come on, son. He, um, how about Fifi? How, how, how good did how good did Lewis, Fifi, and um and Jennings go? Gee, gee, I mean, like if they were at your club, I mean, you'd you'd show them the door, wouldn't you? You would, because you'd want to you'd want to see them do their best for another club and really kick kick ass after leaving your team. You know that's quality uh, quality team management and recruitment right there. Um, and you know what you would do is you'd get a steaming pile of dog shit and put it in place of some of those players just to make yourself look even more like a genius. That's what I would do. 
did I say Stevie Parker dog shit? I meant Adam Blair. Sorry. <laughs> now, um, let's talk about the big incident. Well, I mean, if you if you follow Twitter, uh, the big incident all day. I mean, there's always an incident that's yeah, talked about. Uh, I guess last year we had you know that that try that wasn't a try in the first game. This time, it was Biffo, an Origin classic. The usual thing, bit of a bit of mischief in the tackle. Player gets up and resents it. Fisty cuffs in shoe. One player gets beaten to a pulp, and um, that's unfortunately, well, look, the, the fact of the matter is, he was on his punches. way. He, he was almost on his knees by the time it got broken up. So he was on his way down. I mean, it wasn't like a it wasn't a clinical and decisive uh, knockout knockout blow that uh, like the type that dispatched Stephen Price. Or uh, or Mick Crocker, you know, in his in his uh, you know thirty second duel with a ball. His heavyweight battle with, but, with Steeden. <laughs> <laughs> the heavyweight battle with the heavyweight champion of the world, Steeden. I believe he's a German fighter. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> he's pasty wide. It needs to get out in the sun more. <laughs> yeah, he's got a, he's got a heavy punch though. I mean, he gets it on the chin and it's fucking <laughs> good night, Irene. Nugly neck that is. Yeah. Now the uh, what what we've uh, what we've seen is that. Um, Queensland is like, oh, he should have been sent off, or he should have been sin-binned, or, you know, should have been something or other. I mean, they, they want something out of it. My my theory on this is because, um, well, the alternate theory is if Queensland had have won the game, I predict we probably wouldn't have been hearing anything about it, or not anything, but I don't think we would have heard a lot about it. It just would have been one of those things on the highlight reel, you know, one of the, the key things through the match that they'd go through when they spoke about it. Um if Queensland even won the fight, if it had happened, but they had managed to win the fight somehow, probably be hearing less about it. But the fact of the matter is, I mean, New South Wales, you know, won the fight easily. Gallon looked fantastic, actually. And for a guy that's a high-level jiu-jitsu player, like, you know, so it showed surprisingly good stand-up. And apparently, I heard that he's been training a lot on his stand-up with Manny Rodriguez that was on um, Tough Smashes. Well, he, um, he had a charity bout last year, and he, he didn't actually look too bad. Yeah, um, yeah. So I mean, and if you look at it was on its way, it was on it was on its way to the ground. I mean, he was he was clearly going to get the submission, you know, probably you know, give it another thirty seconds, but um, it didn't make it that far oh, before they, the ref stepped in and if, said, uh, if you look at you some know, of the still, like the, the the actual live footage is, is pretty impressive, or, or or video footage is impressive, but if you look at some of the still shots and see you know how his feet are positioned and and uh, the technique of his, his the drive through the arms and the symmetry and all the rest of it, it's it's fucking textbook striking. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and the first two especially, magnificent. One of the best one-twos I think we've ever seen in origin history. Well, but it just goes to show, if you, um, you know, I know Gallon got really instigated with the, with the swinging arm, but um, certainly Miles reacted, and um, I don't yeah. know that there was going to be many outcomes to that situation um, other than Paul Gallon throwing punches, and you really got to put your fucking hands up, son. And if you get obliterated like Miles did, then you've only got yourself to blame. If you defend yourself at all times, it's the Glenn Blakely way. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it's, it's uh, anything when you're in a position talking shit in, within striking distance of a person well, in life. Actually, the Glenn Blakely you know, way yeah. is, is attack is the best form of defense. But um, look, oh, I've just got Fox Sports News on here, right? And I've been watching it over the course of this... Um, conversation just just had it on they've shown Gallon punching Miles in the face they've shown it like eight times just in the time yep <laughs> so you know all the media coverage and, and, and all the rest of it about it being bad for, for kids and 
and stuff like that. I'm, you know, fucking have a look at yourself. It's terrible for kids. Well, but as I said, going to show it ad nauseum. Well, as I said, as I said to, to on, on Twitter this morning, and I actually tweeted to Paul Gallen, is like I got a call from Kindy at like nine thirty in the morning this morning, saying that um, my four year old killer, he's uh, he, he's gone and beaten up the fucking dwarf kid at Kindy. <laughs> What kind of role model is Paul Gallen? Exactly right. I mean, th- what 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 kind of role model is he to expect parents to teach their own fucking kids right from wrong? How fucking dare he? <laughs> <laughs> Gee, the, I mean, and yeah, the people the people carrying on like that. It's funny. Like I look on Twitter, the people carrying on about like the role model stuff and the thing that's teaching bad stuff to kids and all that sort of thing. Almost universally. And I'm only saying that as a bit of a disclaimer because I'm pretty sure it is universally, but almost, you know, universally asterisk people who don't have children. Look, at the end of the day... If as, as is usually, as the usual parent advice comes from. If, if you're, um, if you find, you find yourself in a position where your kid um, goes out and punches someone in the face and they say, well, learned that from Paul Gallen, you're a shit parent. Because mm-hmm. exactly. they learn their behaviour from you. So you might want to have a look exactly. at how many times you might have punched people in the face and uh, and think that that might have been where your kid got it from. Because if my kid ever learned anything from Paul Gallen, I'd be like, I'd probably go and get my kid's IQ tested because it would be clearly low. Um, and B, I'd have a look <laughs> at myself as a parent. <laughs> exactly, exactly. All right. So um, where to for game two uh, for Queensland? Oh, this is going to sound ridiculous, but I, I don't think that there's any way that Queensland can lose game two. I think that... Um, <laughs> is that what you said for game one? You really you really need to let me finish, quite frankly. This is my turn to talk. Um, there's no way they'll play <laughs> as bad as they did. Um, and and also, the Suncorp factor will, will, will certainly be huge for them. And I think the, the sense of occasion... Um, for the Blues trying to win a series up there, I think it might get to them. Um, I, I think... Uh, if it goes to the, the third game, it's not at Suncorp, then New South Wales will have a much better chance of, of winning the series there. And, and, you know, that'll be a great story for for the squad and, and all their fans if, you know, if Big Sly and stuff like that happens and and they manage to pull out a victory for the ages, which, you know, the only team pulling out victory for the ages this year is, is the West Tigers. But um, good luck to them. You know, they, they dare to dream, these New South Wales fans. And, and good luck to them. After seven years, you would have thought all they had left was nightmares. But, um, you know, after last night, they're, they're daring to dream. And um, I look forward to, to 17 blokes in my own crushing those dreams over the next, uh, you know, next two games. Okay, so the question was where to for game two for Queensland. So what you're saying is uh, select exact, the, the exact same side. Absolutely. And uh, just stay the course. And it's, and it's, and it's going to come good. Even though... Even though they only played as well as they were allowed to by New South Wales, so by extension of New South Wales, who made a lot of mistakes in the second half, it was almost a manly esque effort in the second half where they decided let's just fucking play, play you know Sparta and um, make mistakes in our own half and just fucking camp out and defend for fucking you know two hours. I mean, they they almost took that straight out of the, the Jeff Tuvey playbook, and um and and it worked because hey they you know they uh, they conceded one one try it was you know an arsy try. Um, and it was on an incredible roll-on where they were in, you know, a lot of disarray and all that sort of thing, which was a situation that they found themselves in one time in the game, and um, they paid for it one time, and they never let themselves, you know, get into that kind of a mess uh, any other time, any other point. So I think that um, they played once again. I mean, you know, the Queensland players, the you know, they're they're going to be, you know, two weeks older or you know, a couple of weeks older than last time, last game, and so you know they're going to be that much slower again than they were in this game. And I think honestly, I think the only way that Queensland can win this next game. <laughs> 
is if they get like a a giant like what you, like a a fuck off floodlight massive floodlight fucking bang it on top of the 4x brewery point it up in the sky and fucking put up the fucking bat signal and fucking see if they can get Petro back, Webkey, Lockie, you know, guys that could actually play footy. Oh, look, there's clearly a transition in the Queensland team to, to the next phase of dominance. Um, I think Thurston was, wasn't 100% last night, and I think he'll be certainly better for game two. Um, and I think their forwards will be a bit stunned, and, and the kicking game of um, Cronk and Thurston left a lot to be desired last night, and, and I just—they're not things that they're going to get wrong two games in a row. They, they may well, you know, with the pressure and the media. If, certainly, if New South Wales play well in game two and, and uh, ultimately defeated as as is guaranteed, um, if they go down to game three, um, you know, maybe the sense of occasion, um, you know, for a hard-fought series, they might get a sense that it, you know New South Wales, you know, they can't resist it, but. Um, I don't think it's going to happen in game two. I don't think they'll play that that badly, and, and their kicking game won't be as poor. And um, you know their structures, and, and they certainly won't hide the ball from Greg Inglis like that two games in a row. It's not going to happen. You know what? Well, I think that, yeah. Seriously speaking, I think there is there is a change that they can make to the side that will uh, give them you know infinite more uh, penetration, and that is uh, bringing what is here into the side. I agree, Nathan, and bringing. Bringing bringing Daly Cherry Evans is as, as the halfback. That's that's the only winning move they can possibly make. Um, because I think, you know, to paraphrase Cooper Cronk, I mean, you know, his village, his village is fucking made of hay, and a big fire went through it, and he's and you know, and he's found his character's been found out. So, um, I think you know it's probably as premature to to you know, speak of him as a as a locky replacement in the halves there and having Thurston shift over. I think they need a real specialist player in there, someone that's got some quality to their game and their footy, and I think that Daly Cherry Evans is that guy. I think Daly Cherry Evans should take every sinew of his body and fuck off, because I don't think he belongs in that side. Um, I think, you know, if Queensland are looking for, for something a little bit more solid out wide, um, I know that Lolly Takiri is probably going to be available for game two. I don't want to say too much. I don't want to preempt now, but you know they've, talked, they've brought former Origin heroes back from uh, back from obscurity in the past. There's, there's no reason why they couldn't do it for Lottie. Um, I know he wouldn't let him down, and uh, you know he's got a lot of doubters to prove wrong over the last couple of seasons doing it on the Origin platform. <laughs> I'm praying. I pray they bring Lottie Curie back. Can you imagine? You wouldn't even need to go to bomb. You wouldn't even need to bomb to the air for the last tackle to win it on the bell. <laughs> like you just, you just, you just, you'd be over. You'd be over in 20 minutes. They'd send a fucking. There'd be a bit this big fucking super highway straight to the try line all the way down past Lottie. <laughs> nah, you know, we get up around that 56-16 territory again. <laughs> in all seriousness, I um. I was pretty impressed with how New South Wales played. I, I was impressed by um, how Laurie Daly handled himself after the game, um, and, and certainly how how Gallon handled himself um, on the field after the game. He, he, you know, what he said about about Miles probably wasn't a million miles away from truth, saying he's, he's been the most dominant forward in Origin and uh, over the last few years, and, and he, someone had to stand up to him. I thought that was a nice touch. Um, he, yep. he, he might have been somewhat tongue in cheek and trying to. Um, deflate the situation a little bit, but um, you know I was pretty. Well, he did win the player of the series, didn't he, last time? So, um, and the thing is, uh, as well with Miles, I mean, he definitely was grabbing his leg and twisting it too. And for a guy to come back from the injury, 
uh, you know, he had to do what he had to do, and he and he did it very well, and it was uh, and and it worked. Yeah, you, you can't argue with the result. It's just a hey, top four unanswered punches to the face, um, and didn't defend yeah, exactly. So, um, no, I was impressed with their performance. Um, they they really played with the, an energy that um, that showed that they're they're a force to be reckoned with this year, and and Queensland are going to have to be a hell of a lot better than what they showed last night to um, to, to make it eight straight. I, I think they can do it, but it, it's going to be one hell of a fight over the next couple of games. All right, so the final the final question is, um, 14-6 is a fair reflection of the game? No, nah, I thought New South Wales were probably better than that. I think they were... Yeah, I think I, I, I sort of had it pegged around 24-6, I reckon. And it probably speaks to um, to Queensland's defence in the second half, um, you know, and the courage in their heart. But um, they were obviously but, could only put one try on themselves, but, um, you know, they, they were good enough to hold New South Wales out. But... Um, you know, they probably were another, at least another six points better than Queensland. I thought on the night. Um, yeah, and I think they and I think they defended pretty well at times, Queensland. But there are a couple of occasions there where New South Wales just got really fucking excited. cavalier with possession <laughs> and trying, yeah, and trying stupid plays and things like. That. Where if they had to settle down, you know, they probably would have got themselves a, another try or two as well. Yeah, but with but, the um, exception okay. of Maloney, that's if you look at the spine of their side. Jared Haynes got that in his game to get overexcited, especially when you know when when they're in front, things going away. Like he's trying all sorts of shit. Um, Rob, yeah. Robby, that that's in his DNA. From he, he's a Tigers, <laughs> he's, he spent his whole career at the West Tigers. That's definitely in his game. Um, and Mitchell <laughs> Mitchell Pierce is probably the most erratic. Um, you know, fly by the seat of your pants halfback in the competition. So, with the exception of Maloney, I'm, I'm pretty sure he was in. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that uh, that Pierce was just in there for his uh, for his defence because I'm, I'm not sure he t- actually touched the ball other than just giving it to someone else. Yeah, he, he probably didn't have his best game, but you know he's he's been a bit of a myth at Origin level. Pierce, I think he's he's um, he's highly regarded for whatever reason, and I think it's probably got more to do with the combinations he's built with um, with other players at club level. Which probably more to do with his surname. Um. Yeah, I don't know why, but, why but, that would hold him in such high regard. I mean, you know. but the thing the thing for me is I think you know you've got you've, you Pierce Pierce is all, all well and good, but um I think the best thing he did was um he stayed out of the way of the real players <laughs> and let them get about you know let them get on with the business of winning state of origin football game, and I think um if he can continue to do that then he'll have a, a very long and successful origin career. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. I want to move on to tweets now. I'm not going to go through a lot of them, mummy, because a lot of them are the same. So I've just picked out a selection of tweets, starting with um, "Gotta love Keefe." Gall- Gallon to the refs quote: "Every time he tackles me, he tries to shit on my leg and call me and call me a hallway. What's all that about?" <laughs> uh, Shanta eighty six. Hodges grows an extra hamstring in a Queensland jumper. He really does. He had best game of the season last night. Trotters, Devonhead. That, uh, Cameron Smith must be pissed he's not on the same cash as other quarterbacks like Brady and Romo <laughs> fair call too a couple of those passes were just absolutely shocking too uh, Garbs 1985 Morris doing the good old Johnny built with one hammer on Inglis's arm yeah that was that a wasn't big, uh, that was a bit uh, it's, and, and they actually called it called it as Gallon they're like Gallon's doing this Gallon's you know trying to whack his you know whack his arm off and, but no no it was actually uh Oh, I don't know. They look the same. I assume it was Brett. Maybe it was. Maybe it was John. You know, it was, it was the one without the neck. Which one's that? Oh, I was both of them. Yeah. Um, 
Erebus Chaos. Bird hit Tate like he was his missus. Oh. <laughs> I didn't see any glass. Yeah. Cruzy 6 Great game by New South Wales. Queensland forwards out muscled in the first half. GI gets Casper Award. And thank you, Jared, for the first try score a coin. <laughs> Bit of, bit of state trader there betting on the enemy but anyway yeah. uh, Hammers H4MMERZ well played New South Wales you outplayed us in every department passion, power and commitment bring on game two um, <laughs> Cruzy I'm going to modify his tweet a little bit to keep spoilers away but uh, so I'll say uh, it's Game of Thrones episode nine's fault Queenslanders were still in shock and didn't have their heads in the right space and uh, yeah <laughs> um, Dragons underscore Red V what a performance Josh Reynolds I think you'll have Gidley's endorsement for captain for game two hash champagne champagne Hain hash Tigers in decline what uh, relevance does Tigers in decline have you idiot well Robbie got injured so he's not, he's going to be out for many weeks and so the you know the Tigers uh, are going to you know further decline given he's the bedrock of their you know even being competitive proving um Proving to be one of the greatest origin hookers ever to play the game, Robbie Farah. Yeah, and um, and you know who isn't? Masada Yusefa. <laughs> Masada Yusefa, and that's the guy that's going to have to try and keep that side on the park in the coming weeks. Um, oh yeah, Rachel, dirty mouth on her. Why the hell did Channel Nine show those One Direction cunts a million times tonight? Hash rather Tom Waterhouse. Hash not really. He's a cockhead. Jeez. Hasn't she uh, got a potty mouth? Yeah. Oh, she's in Campbell uh, <laughs> Now he was. CK Jonesy. I can't think of anyone. <laughs> CK Jonesy. Josh Reynolds had more of an impact than Kurt, captain from the bench, Gidley ever has. Poor Gidley. He's and, not even uh, part of the squad and he's still copying. Oh, no. He's still, now, we had some um, we had some uh, some celebrities, you know, talking shit, you know, thinking, uh, no, you know, big tough guys. Willie Tonga was one of them. Yeah, and uh, he had a bit of a tweet sweet. talking about, yeah, he had, he had the cop it sweet from uh, from Ben Dunn forty three who said, uh, yeah, tough talk from Went- Wentworth Villas, tough Willie Tonga, good luck in England next year. <laughs> and uh, NJBT, as a Queenslander, I'd prefer Cherry Evans to Cronk. He has a better running game and he eats red meat. Well, uh, I probably would prefer someone that eats red meat, but look, as far as pure yeah. rugby league ability goes, Cronk's got a little over it Cherry every day of the week. He doesn't at all, but whatever. Uh, Beer Boy 182. Shane Gal didn't hit that beautiful combo on the plane tarmac forehead of, of Miles that Willie Tonga will be using to fly out to ESL. <laughs> so that's a common theme. Uh, John Boss 88. Lucky win, but we'll take it. <laughs> really? <laughs> I just put that in because it was like a, you know, what the fuck. Um, uh, Dashing Dan 1, who's actually, it's his birthday today, so happy birthday, fella. He said, I've been wanting to punch Nate Miles in the head for years. I wish I knew you'd get two weeks off work for it. <laughs> if only he had a job. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Oh, and here we go. And I, I put a tweet out before saying that we were about to record the uh, record the show. And so I got one that um, is from uh, Fubar underscore 84. He said, uh... Don't forget to mention Ben Cray's vagina shivering when he saw Gallon fight. <laughs> and I've got a bunch of other people as well saying, don't forget to mention the Queensland butt hurt over Gallon. <laughs> so, so yeah. And there was there was a lot. I mean, Queenslanders have never been great winners, but my God, they're worse losers. Oh, yeah. There's, I mean, there's an element of that from both teams, mate, to be honest. It's, it's a little bit disappointing. At the end of the day, they, they lost the fucking game. They weren't good enough to win. It's, it's really... People overthink the shit and, and 
get caught up in the emotion and the passion of it all, but the reality is they they weren't good enough to win and they move on to game two in, in which they, you know, have no choice but to be good enough to win and, and I guarantee they will be. Exactly. So anyway, we had some the 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 uh, since the game once happened, um, the uh, the one in a row T-shirt concept has gone through the roof, and so I am literally for for our mate Shanta who uh, who tweets us every week. Your mate, I am literally going to have to I, I am going to have to actually make the design. I'm going to have to complete it before game two, so he can throw it on a, an iron on transfer on a shirt to wear under his jersey in case they ta- they jag it in in a uh, in the Suncorp. <laughs> Is he coming game? up for it? Yeah, he's coming up for it. Oh, that'll be interesting. <laughs> yeah. That will be interesting. Yep. So, yeah. So, there you go. There's a the wrap-up. Thanks for tweets. Uh, thanks for the comedy gold over Twitter as well. Uh, oh, you're you know, welcome, special mate. Men- special, special mention to Jess Shipper as well. Fucking gronk she is. And uh, didn't she fucking cop it too? Deservedly so. Yeah. And um, you know, she she went for the Russell Packer apology with the old sarcastic, not really apologising apology. Yeah. And uh, and that didn't work. And then she slept on it. And obviously, her manager started. You know, got to the media, and her manager's like, "Okay, I better write a real apology for this dumb bitch." And uh, he did. And so now she's apologised, and you know, it's all uh, water under the bridge. Yeah. So she thinks Look, game two, she's going to cop it all over again. I don't. Um, why? Why don't they just shut the mouth? Why don't they yeah, she's not really that beloved by Queenslanders either because um, apparently, you know, I hear from people who, uh, who've seen her, her tweeting and that before. Apparently she'll be like, you know, she'll be with her husband and she'll be at hog's breath and she, or she'll be like, you know, hey, you know, Jack Reed on Twitter. Hey, Jack Reed, we're going to, um, we're going to hog's breath with you. You should, you should, uh, you know, come join us. <laughs> and Jack Reed's like, uh, and Jack Reed's like, yeah, nah. <laughs> and apparently that happens all the time. She just gets she just gets burned by Broncos constantly. Wow. Um, yeah, doesn't surprise me. Um I just I don't know what she was hoping to achieve out of that and, and you know, gotta be a little bit smarter when you're in the public eye. Um even if even if you are just shipper. Well, yeah. yeah. My my first my my when is finding new ways to, to try and be relevant in um non Olympic years. You know, like they get all this adulation when it's the Olympic time, um, and there've been nothing but fucking battered from people at the post since the Olympics, and they're just looking for some love, but they don't really know how to go about it. Exactly. Well, you know, they could start by 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 competing, or you know, making their profession a real sport. Start with that, rather than a fucking motor transportation slash hobby. <laughs> undertake a proper sport, and then keep your mouth shut. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> about shit you don't know about. It's really not that hard. So that's that's the best advice. I mean, you know, we should become a life coach. That's ten thousand dollars you owe us now, shipper, because <laughs> we've just steered you in the right direction. But anyway, that's it. There's the Origin One wrap up. Magnificent performance by of a skillful genius by the by the Blues. I expect to see more of that in Game Two and Game Three. Um, I'm all for a dead rubber in Sydney in Game Three. I could not give a fuck. Uh, sorry, television ratings. Don't care. Three nil suit me just fine. And uh, yeah, can't wait for the next one. You know, you, you still haven't woken up from your dream. But what dream was that? The, the dream where you think uh, New South Wales are going to win the series. It's ridiculous. Of course but, they are. Of course they are. Oh, look, mate, I'm, I'm glad that you're confident, and kudos to you, but let's just wait and see if you're going to, and we can do it all over again. We will, we will. All right. All right, catch you later, buddy. See you, mate.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 